The uncertainties that we face in life have that tendency to bring us some level of anxiety and some level of fear. But God's word commands us not to be afraid, not to fear. If we would have no fear in the new year, we would need to look for the Lord's presence. It's always there. We would need to listen for the Lord's guidance. He speaks to us through His Word. And His Word lights our path. And there's a third thing we need to do. We need to lean into the Lord's deliverance. Welcome to the weekly podcast of Independent Methodist Church in Macon, Mississippi. It is our hope that this message will encourage you, strengthen your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Our title this morning is going to be No Fear in the New Year. No Fear in the New Year. Well, it's New Year's Eve. Happy New Year to you. Can you believe just a few short hours? 23 is going to be history. Where in the world did it go? We're standing on the edge of a new year, 2024. I was thinking this week, I don't know why these random thoughts come to mind, but I can remember the first check I ever wrote. When I was growing up, we had the farm, and we had one of those paymaster check writers. Some of y'all may remember you had the little levers that you slid up to put the dollars and cents. And I wanted so bad to use that paymaster machine. Finally, when I got about 10 years old, they let me do my first farm check. So I slid the levers up there, and I put the check in and pulled it down. But you had to write in the date by hand. I was excited to be able to do that but I was scared to death I was going to mess something up excitement and fear at the same time and I can remember the date that I wrote on that first check I ever ever wrote myself January 3rd 1984 40 years ago y'all 40 years ago and I remember it just like it was yesterday but I was scared and excited at the same time when we stand at the edge of this new year for some of us there's excitement We're eager about what's to come. Maybe there's some big life event coming this year for you. Maybe a baby or a grandbaby's going to be born. That brings excitement. Maybe there's a wedding on the horizon and that brings excitement. Maybe there's a new job on on the way or a graduation to be had this year. Maybe retirement's in in the future for you. There's excitement, but those same things that can bring excitement can also bring a level of fear. You worry about whether the baby's going to be born healthy or not. Whether or not the young couple is going to stay engaged long enough to get to the altar, and then you worry about whether when they get to the altar, is the marriage going to last or not? There's fear there. You worry about taking a new job, and you wonder if, how it's going to go. You wonder about, and you're afraid about whether or not you're going to like the people you're working with. Maybe you're afraid that you're going to retire and not have anything to do and be bored to tears. There can be some other things that we worry about and have fear over. Will this year bring joy or sorrow coming up? Will it bring grief in the death of a loved one? Or will it bring happiness with a budding new relationship of some sort? You just never know. It could bring both. 
The uncertainties that we face in life have that tendency to bring us some level of anxiety and some level of fear. But God's word commands us not to be afraid, not to fear. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, we talked about this in Sunday school. I think Steve mentioned it a little bit this morning. 90 to 99% of what we worry about never happens. Less than 10% of what we worry about ever happens. And out of that 10% or less that actually does happen the way we worry about it, Two-thirds of that turns out better than we were expecting. So if you just say nine things out of a hundred come true, and six out of that nine is better than you expected, only three out of a hundred actually happens the way you worry about it and the way you fear it's going to happen. I've never counted personally, but scholars tell us that that phrase in the Bible, do not fear or do not be afraid, scholars have counted and they say that there's it's at least 365 times found in Scripture where God's Word says, do not be afraid, do not fear. Enough for every day of the year. So I, would you make a commitment this year, this New Year's resolution, to have no fear in the new year? Every day as you read your Bible, would you make a commitment to look up a new verse each and every day of this next year? where God's word says do not fear, do not be afraid. If you do that, you'll never read the same one twice. And you get to the end of the year having read that every day and have some left over. Would you make that your commitment this year to have no fear in the new year? As I mentioned, some of the things that, uh, that bring excitement can also bring fear. I told you about writing that first check and pulling that lever on that paymaster machine. I was excited, but I was scared. And we're going to look at the children of Israel here as they prepare to embark on something new across the River Jordan. A new experience lays out there for them. No doubt they were excited and scared at the same time. As they prepared, they, they were looking out over that promised land and they had come full circle. You know, 40 years before, they were in the same situation. They had an opportunity 40 years before to follow God's lead and cross into the promised land. Moses had sent out the spies. He sent out 12 spies, you remember, and 10 of them came back with a bad report. Only two, Joshua and Caleb, had positive report and, 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 and encouraged people to let's take the land. The other 10 were were fearful and they cast that doubt and fear among the people and the, peer, the people because they were consumed with fear they refused to follow God's plan they refused to go into the promised land back then and as a result God turned them around and they went out into the desert and wandered for 40 years until everybody that had rebelled everybody that was over the age of 20 at that time died in the wilderness God taught them a lesson and so standing at the brink of something new, they had a choice to make. You and I have a choice to make. We're standing on the brink of a new year. And so in Joshua 3, I want us to see three things that God showed them and told them what to do. And it's the same three things I think that we need to do so that we can have no fear in the new year. Let's read together. We're going to read the entire Chapter 17, verses of Joshua, chapter 3. 
starting at verse 1, it says, Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out for, from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priest, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and they went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priest who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you, and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowing down to the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed, completed the crossing on dry ground. Let's pray. Lord, as we seek your will in this new year that's coming up, as we stand on the brink of this new year, Lord, help us to see what we need to do so that we might have no fear in this new year. In Jesus' name, amen. If we would have a year, a year that's not consumed by fear, if we would have no fear in the new year, I think there are three things that we need to do to make that happen and to ensure that that's going to be the way it is the first thing i believe is we need to look for the lord's presence in all situations in all circumstances when things are going good and when things are going bad when those uncertainties abound and the fears start to rise we need to look for the lord's presence look at verses two and three again it says after three days the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. And then verses 10 and 11. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you all those people. See, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now the ark of the covenant represented the very presence of God. It represented the Lord's presence. And they were told, look, Look for the ark. 
See it there? It's going to go ahead of you. The ark was for them the reminder that God is with them. God is with us. It's a reminder that God is leading us. And leading them. Whatever you and I face in this upcoming year, we need to look for His presence because it's always there. In the good times and the bad, His presence is always there. The psalmist knew that. Listen to Psalm 139, starting in verse 7. The psalmist writes, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. His presence is everywhere. We just need to look for it. Listen to Hebrews 13 verses 5 and 6. It says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Here's another verse for you. Jeremiah 29 verses 11 through 14. God's word says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. God said, you will seek me when you look for me earnestly with your whole heart. When you look for my presence, I'll be there. And you will find me. What a promise. What a promise that is. God spoke through Joshua to these people standing there looking out over the horizon seeing this river at flood stage. And see what's lying on the other side. And they're preparing and no doubt they were filled with excitement and fear. And he told them, see the ark. Look for the ark. Look for my presence ahead of you. And that's the same thing he's telling us. As we stand at the brink of this new year looking out over it, he's saying, look for my presence. I will lead you if you'll look for me. You'll find me. Jesus said in Revelation 3 and verse 20, behold. Now behold just means, hey, look here. He says, behold, look for my presence. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. You think back over the course of your life and all the times with the, when the way looked dim and the skies were dark. His presence was there. You may not have been able to see it at the time, but what happened when you got through it on the other side? You realize he was right there the whole time. His presence is always there. So standing on the edge of this new year, filled with excitement or fear, either one, if you and I would have no fear in this new year, we need to first look for His presence. The second thing we need to do, we need to listen for the Lord's guidance. We need to listen for His guidance. In order to have no fear, we need to listen for the Lord's guidance. How many times, and we talked about this in Sunday school again this morning, how many times in your life have you come to a fork in the road and you had two choices to make and you didn't know which way to turn? That's happened to me time and time again in my life. 
It's those times when we need to listen for the Lord's guidance. And how does the Lord speak to us? Through His Word. We pray to Him. That's us speaking to God. We read God's Word. That's Him speaking to us. That's how He gives us that guidance. The Israelites had come to this bank of the Jordan River. And verse 4 tells us they had never been this way before. But God's guidance through His Word was coming through. Spoken through Joshua and the leaders. His guidance to the people was follow me, follow the ark. Look for the ark. Look for my presence. That was His spoken guidance. Joshua told them to consecrate themselves. That was guidance from the Lord. Consecrate yourselves. Now consecration was preparing their hearts to follow His presence. Preparing their wills to yield to His leading. And that's the same thing we need to do. Sometimes we don't hear His guidance because we've not submitted to His will. Consecration involves prayer. It involves repentance. It involves a renewal of commitment to seek His face. Sometimes we don't hear His guidance because we haven't sincerely prayed for it. We pray, but we want it to fit into our mold and what we want it to look like. We want His will to fit into ours. Sometimes we can't hear His guidance because we may have some sin in our life that we haven't dealt with, that we haven't laid at His feet. Isaiah 59 and verse 2 says, Your iniquities have separated you from your God. Sometimes we can't hear His guidance because we don't like what, he's, what He is telling us. We want to do this number right here and close our ears because we don't like what God's Word is telling us we need to do. But His guidance is there and we need to listen for it. His guidance to the priest was take up the ark and go ahead of the people. And when you get there, you go stand in that water. In verse 9 of chapter 3, Joshua said to them, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Listen for His guidance, He says. This is how you'll know that the living God is among you. This is going to drive out all these people. See the ark. There it goes. Listen to the word of the Lord, He says. Over and over and over again in the word of God, we're told what? He who has an ear, let him hear. He who has an ear, let him hear. So my question for you this morning as you get ready to embark on this new year, are you listening for the Lord's guidance? In your life. Listen to Psalm 34 and verse 4. The psalmist writes, I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. That's how not to have fear in the new year. Listen for His guidance. Not only is His guidance a way that delivers us from our fears, but His guidance is a light for our path and a light for our way. Listen to Psalm 119, verses 105. Your word, which is His guidance, He speaks to us through His word. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. If we would have no fear in the new year, we would need to look for the Lord's presence. It's always there. We would need to listen for the Lord's guidance. He speaks to us through His word. 
And His Word lights our path. And there's a third thing we need to do. We need to lean into the Lord's deliverance. Lean into it. In other words, trust it. How much trust do you think was involved for those people to go across that dry riverbed? Looking and seeing that flood stage water piled up high. How much faith do you think it took for them to go and to lean into that deliverance that the Lord was providing? It took a lot. More water than usual flowing down. It took a lot for the priest to step out there in that water and stand. I read something this week. I think that so many pounds per square inch for that amount of water volume coming down. So it would have probably knocked down if we tried to get out in it to knock us down. And the priests are carrying the ark on their shoulders and they have to have the faith to get out there and stand. And then the people had to have the faith to get out there and follow behind them. Took a lot of trust. Took a lot of leaning into God's deliverance. And that's a picture of our salvation, y'all. The Jordan River was a symbol of judgment. That word Dan means judgment. And so those chilly waters of judgment, that river of judgment was flowing down from on high, flowing all the way to the Dead Sea. It's a river of judgment leading to death. And what was the Ark of the Covenant a picture of? The presence of Jesus Christ. And so friend, our high priest went into those chilly waters of judgment and death for us, before us, ahead of us, to stop that flow of judgment so that we could have a way to cross over to the promised land with no fear of judgment, no fear of death. He did that for us. That's a deliverance that only He can provide. And we just need to trust it and pass through because of what He did for us. Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He, he will come in and go out and find pasture. Have you trusted in the Lord's deliverance? Have you done that? Jesus Christ came to this earth, lived a sinless life, and gave up His life on a wooden cross to pay my sin debt and yours. And it's only through faith in Him that we can be saved. It's up to us to decide if we'll commit this year to have no fear in this new year by looking for His presence, by listening for His guidance and leaning into His deliverance. I can think of no better way to celebrate the new year, putting away the old and looking forward to the new than to coming to Jesus for the first time or maybe recommitting your life to Him for the 10,000th time. We sing a song, there's a new name written down in glory in his mind. Wouldn't it be neat to celebrate the new year knowing that a new name has been written down in glory? If that's you and he's speaking to your heart in that way, would you respond? And if there's some other need in your heart or on your life uh, this day, make that right. Put away the old. Lay it at his feet in this year so that you can look forward to a year with no fear in 24. Whatever your need might be, you come as we stand and sing in just a minute. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful that you provide in Scripture lessons that those people got way back then that still apply to our lives today. 
Help us to apply these to our life as we stand on the brink of this new year, Lord. Help us to look for your presence because it's always there. Your word promises that it's always there. Help us in this new year to listen for your guidance and to respond and to follow that lead. And Lord, help us to lean into that deliverance that only Jesus provides through his precious blood. Father, my prayer for this new year is that we will all live a year without fear, trusting in you. In Jesus' name we ask, amen.